Thanks for listening to this edition of the Lanco Worship Link Training. Each month, we get together to inspire, connect, and equip local worship teams. Find out when the next event is at lancoworshiplink.blogspot.com. Here's this month's training. My name's Ryan, Ryan Schenk, and uh, I've been at Mannheim eight years now, which is, um, I know it can be a lifetime in worship leader years, but, but uh, it, it actually feels really fresh. I am really blessed. To, to be where I am. It's just one of those God things where he's, he's put my, my family and I in a place where we had a good fit. Uh, we found great co-workers, um, people to serve with, and great friends. And uh, So I, I, am a, I am a blessed person standing before you. Um, and I've, I, I, I don't know how much you want to know, I went to Lancaster Bible College and studied music, and I'm a saxo player. I'm a saxo player. Uh, I've been a saxophone player pretty much longer than I've been anything else, uh, but I, I lead in Mannheim with guitar, um, and uh, just we've, eight years is so much fun because you get to these people just kind of keep coming around, and the circle gets bigger and bigger. And it's one of my joys to develop people and to uh, and to have somebody walk in who's really got a heart to serve and, a, and an interest in, in leading worship and help them to find a place and, and kind of push them take them where they are and then push them outside of that. Uh, something I really love to do. And along the way, I've uh, realized that I really am a junkie for vocally driven music. Um, we, we proudly do a lot of songs that are a little bit out of style at Mannheim um, because I, I, I'm just so, so driven and drawn to melodic music and and uh, it, I find it's a little bit harder to find. And I try to include a broad array of, of titles. Um, we, we incorporate a lot of hymns and redo some and try to keep some in their original state. Uh, we try to mix it up, but I'm definitely a, a fan of melodic music and, and vocally driven music. So I just thought, I wanted to have a little fun as we start tonight. Um, some of the... Uh, vocally driven music that's been formative in my life. So I'm just going to play some pieces of some songs here. and We'll see if anybody knows who these artists are. chapter of Acts. Love them. Okay, and I drove a lot of people crazy listening to these guys. Hey. 
Yeah, that's true. So Daryl and I spent some time in a local group called uh, Celebration Singers, and we were all steeped in truth during those years. <laughs> and I, I loved every minute of it. Um, okay, and, and yeah, so I'm happy to say in, in popular or alt-popular music, there's, there's a resurgence of some um, vocally driven music. So anybody know these guys? <laughs> familiar with Charlie Peacock? Okay, well he, he, he put these two people together. Anybody heard of Joy Williams? Contemporary Christian artist of a few years ago? Well, she's the, the girl half of this group called the Civil Wars. Um, and, and, the, and the guy is, uh, I can never remember his name, uh, but he, he was kind of a washed up rock star who never landed a contract. And Charlie Peacock somehow put these two people together and just so that, that, that group's called Civil Wars. And here, here's another current favorite. Sir God loved me Mumford and Sons? Yeah, they were, uh, I was so happy for those guys. They were, on, they were on the Grammys this past year. They did fantastic. Um, so this, this is almost over if you're not into this. But this is just kind of a little spectrum, getting, getting, to, know, getting to know me and my love for vocal and acoustic music, as you can tell. Here's, here's a surprise if, if you don't know where these two voices are coming. You probably know the voices, but maybe not together. Now 
Anybody? Allison Krauss. Any Led Zeppelin fans? That's Robert Plant. That's the that's the voice from Led Zeppelin of years ago. But yeah, so 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 I, I know on some of the promotional material we, we you know kicked around the idea of Sandy Patty and and Carrie Job singing a solo. And so this was the closest I could come to you know <laughs> two opposite ends of the spectrum. But but there they are. Don't they sound great together? Robert Plant and Allison Krauss. Um, and that's and so there's a whole CD of, of duets um, called what's that called? I have it here somewhere. Doesn't matter. Something about sand. You you can hear in those little clips how every little moment along the way there's there's two two singers just working together, listening and constantly adjusting. Um, and that that's a, a beautiful thing to hear. But that that working together and you know using using the most primal visceral instrument we have, and that's. That's a lot of what I love about singing, and probably you too. It's great. It's great to hear, um, like Jason said, so many churches represented, and, and uh, people coming. I assume to maybe find out about something new or something old, or, or just uh, share something that you've been learning. But all, all of that is going to be great. No more, no more, foisting music on you. Colossians three sixteen. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. There it is. Now, if, uh, if you were listening earlier, I was trying to be real careful before we started singing not to say, let's worship, let's have some worship. Let's have a worship time. Um, I, I do believe... We worship by singing, but it's one of my little personal missions, personal soapboxes to to uh, take take music off of that worship throne and, and make room for for everything else of life and even everything else in an hour that we gather together on Sunday. Um, preaching is one hundred percent worship. Music can be one hundred percent worship. Both and. Um, not one, not one serving the other, but both both serving each other. Um, so at the same time, I'm trying to pull the music down. I'm also kind of lifting all of it up at the same time. That's how I feel about worship. And and what I really believe worship is 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 just what what the whole church is called to all the time in life. That's 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 the worship that the Bible talks about once we step out of the Old Testament. Um, there's, there's the worship in spirit and in truth all over. And probably, if, if you're like me, uh, you use Colossians 3.16 at some point if your experience was in a church where you had to kind of exert a little effort to introduce some new songs. To say, see, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We should do all of those. But I, I don't believe anymore at all that that Paul was trying to give us a, a proof text for our favorite music uh, to be <laughs> included in, in, the, in the gathered service. I just don't think that's there anymore. Um, but we, you know, we, we often take the thing that's on the front of our minds and wedge it down onto the Bible. Um, but instead, um, 
What, what, what's he talking about? Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your life. And as, and as a part of that, and as we walk together, let, let the, the, the songs that we journey with, like the Israelites, when they journeyed to Jerusalem, they had all the psalms of ascent. They sang songs as they journeyed. That's the kind of thing we're supposed to do with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, is, is lift each other up and, and, and support each other, and teach each other, and encourage each other. Um, so that, so that, that's my take on worship, which, which I think you need to know. Um, that the, the main thing to remember about worship is that it's meant to be lived. Think of Romans 12, present your bodies to God, a living sacrifice. Um, I heard a great Eugene, no, I think I read it, a great Eugene Peterson quote from a book he wrote, said about theology, he's not so much concerned about getting it right, but instead in getting it lived. And that 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 really rings true for, for where I live. Um, appreciate that. So now let's 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 narrow the scope. Okay, that, that's worship. And we shouldn't call anything smaller than that worship to the exclusion of other stuff. That's that's where I that's where I'm coming down on that. But let's narrow the scope and let's talk about what we do on Sunday mornings. And I, I People are starting to throw the, the term around gatherings. It's, it's not cool to call your worship service a service anymore, even though it makes a ton of sense and there's great word history to, to go with that. But ga- I'm okay with gatherings. Uh, I, I think it points to exactly what we're doing. And what's the, what's the, one, the one thing above all others that, that makes our Sunday mornings unique to the other kind of worship that we, that we give during the week? Corporate. What does that mean? The gathering of all of the saints. We're together. We're together. It's presence. We're present with each other. Um, God is as present as the person sitting next to you. Presence is the big thing about gathering together. That's right. The the church is nothing but stone and brick and and wood, but the church is nothing without people. Reach it. Amen. Yeah. So that's what we do, and that's what we want to take advantage of when we're standing up front. And, and this is what I love about the music that's part of the gathering, part of the worship service, is it takes what we're all doing, and we do it together in space and time. Just like, you know, in, in a studio, you can capture what two people who are incredibly talented are doing, um, and you, you, you can just hear that, that convergence of, of what they're thinking and what they're doing. Um, and we do, we do uh, a shadow of that. In our, in our large groups, we, we, we sing together, we sing the truth together, we let it sink into our hearts, and we sing it over each other. That, that is huge, and we need, we need it every week, and <clears throat> there's just, there's just, it's really hard to overvalue them. But, that, but that's the, that, that time and space beauty of, of what we do together in, in our gathered worship. Um, and at the core of that is singing. Um, you can take everything else away, um, and you have singing left. And you know the voice. We're we're singers. We, we hold on to this. The voice is the instrument that God made, and and it's it's that channel through through which our, our reactions flow. I mean, if I I, I couldn't scare Dave. I, I wish I could. If I could, you know, if I could, he'd be like, whoa, because that's what our voices do. They they 
They kick out what, what comes up through our hearts um, and in our minds. And our voices are made to do that. So, so praising God with our voices is, is a big deal. It's, it's the core. Um, so hang on, I just swap some things. And the, partic- the participation, the time, space, um, doing it together, of singing before God. And so I, I mentioned already, I'm, you know, I, I love melodic music. I love strong melody in a worship song. Um, love vocal harmony. And there, there's, there's a trend right now. There's a little bit less of that. Um, but I'm here to kind of focus on, on more of the melodic and, and harmonic uh, core of, of music with us. Because that's, that's where we can take full advantage with our voices. And it's where we can train our singers. And then if, you, and then if we you know, incorporate songs that have a little bit flatter melody, great. Mix it up. It's great to have a little bit of everything. Uh, but we're going to kind of zone in on that three and a little bit four-part harmony um, as a way of supporting worship and, and really sharpening each other. And what I'm hoping, what I'm guessing and hoping is that you know, all of you in some shape have, a, have a, whether you're a worship leader or a, a singer on a worship team, um, that you that you have the ability uh, uh, a position a relationship where you can where you can sharpen somebody else where you can shed light on something for somebody else and uh, and so I'm, I'm really I'm praying that we all have something to take away to use in that way what, what's the big deal besides the fact that I like harmony and I like melody what, what, what else well it it makes use of the of a larger number of available people using using a larger group of singers in your church. Um, there's 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 a lot of good reasons for bringing more people onto your platform as worship leaders, whether that's a, a worship choir on a Sunday or or a number of worship teams, or maybe beefing up some worship teams. Again, I'm all for variety. I, I don't I'm not saying there's one thing that's that's the only thing you should do, um, but suggesting that you Consider some of these if you haven't, um, because every every face that's added to the platform is who knows how many potential connections with a with a person in the congregation who who up until they saw that person's face um, they they weren't connecting they they weren't making a, a personal relational connection and it could be a simple goofy thing I've heard people say this uh, like oh I, I, I saw that person this week I saw them at the grocery store. And all of a sudden, they're up there leading worship, and there's more connection than there was before. That that's a real thing because we're wired for relationship. We're wired to connect with each other. Um, so faces on the platform to connect with faces in the congregation, so that we can make one one sound um, for God. I, I, I truly believe that makes a difference. Um, singers usually the most accessible resource. Usually more singers in your church than than um, people who have any other single skill. Um, they're there to be used. Uh, if, if they're willing, you know, to be used and willing to serve, um, my heart is we should use them if at all possible in, in whatever way possible. Again, maximum maximum connection with the congregation. That's our job. Um, I, I am not one of those people who thinks uh, your church's worship band is a marketing tool uh, to make it look as good as possible for somebody who might be visiting um, I, I'm not there, um, so I'm, I'm definitely going in another direction for that, so you're not going to hear that. Uh, another reason, multiple people singing sometimes multiple parts 
in a song is great when, when you have um, <clears throat> somebody whose voice just can't sing the melody where the worship leader is singing the melody. Everybody has those people in their church. Uh, my wife tells me all the time, I couldn't sing that song um, in the melody. And, and uh, Christine leads worship for us sometimes, and it's great fun. Because I have to go into the computer and change every single one of the songs, pitch it down like a third or a fourth, uh, so that she can lead it comfortably. Uh, but it's great because you have a whole new wave of people who all of a sudden can kind of kick in and, and sing the songs um, like they otherwise can't. So, so you introduce uh, a wider range of, of, of keys and, and note ranges to sing your songs in. This is all very technical, mechanical stuff, but because that's how we're made, it, it translates into, into energy and, and people connecting in worship. Um, at Mannheim, we have a worship choir of about 20 to 30 different times. And uh, that is our most effective worship team. Um, not the best, probably has the most limited repertoire of songs that we, that we can do when they're on. Um, that's not unusual. Um, but it's, it's, not, it's not a skill thing. It's, it's all about um, connection. It's all about energy. Um, and it's all about the way they enjoy what they're doing. I, I think that might be number one on the list, is when you can see and feel um, that, that the worship team or the, or the preacher or anybody else who has something to do up front, when they, when they are having the time of their life, um, everybody is better off. Anybody agree with that? <laughs> Choir people, would you? Okay. I, I, told, I told them, they don't, they, don't know, they don't know really what they're doing tonight, but also I told them that they're supposed to call me out if I'm, if I'm teaching above what I'm actually doing. So that's okay. If, if you know, if they stand up and say, ah, not, not so much. Um, yeah, we take everything else away, we still have our voices. So, I know I'm uh, literally preaching to the choir here, so, but there we have established it. Um, so, who, who should sing? Who should sing? Um, firmly believe that there's, there's one spiritual gift needed uh, to be on the worship team. Anybody have something to throw out? If you had to pick one. Heart. Heart. Heart? Tell me what you mean by that. Uh, yeah, willing to be a servant and putting yourself out there. Willing to learn and do and be. Sing a song you don't like every now and then? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Humility. Humility. Yeah. Anybody else? Okay. Well, the, the one I, the one I was thinking of was the was the heart to serve. You need you need to have that gift that you know is willing to go down in the basement of somebody who the, you know during the flood the, the Mannheim sewer backed up into people's basements and and uh, people volunteering and going in and carrying stuff out and uh, that's the kind of heart you need to lead worship. Because you're, you're always serving and you're always setting yourself aside, am I right? Um, and, and truly, that I, if, if you could only have one spiritual gift, I think that's the one. And I think humility um, falls right in there with it. Um, but yeah, we, 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 can't, we can't use the, the I don't do windows people. We can't, do, um, we, we can't use the people who um, 
wouldn't be willing to wait tables because that's that's the, the form of, of what we're doing. I, I tell my worship teams that a lot. It's like we are the waiters and waitresses at the family meal on Sunday mornings. Uh, that's, that's how we operate. That's the mindset that we come in with. Um, but that, that spiritual gift has to be there. Um, but there also has to be a minimum degree of, of talent. Uh, there has to be some musical skill. We understand that. And I, I know you all know this, and, and I'm just here to say that if, if somebody approaches you um, says, I'm, I'm ready, I'm going to be on the worship team, um, and some, you, you may do auditions, you, you may not, um, you may just kind of invite people on for a while, and, and maybe they're just, maybe they're causing more uh, distraction than, than, than help. Um, but, I, but I think it's real important to be able to, number one, to know what those baseline skills that you need for your church's worship team. It's important to know what they are. And if there's somebody who's, who's not meeting up to that, um, I think it's important to be able to directly and lovingly say, this is, this is what we need to be on the worship team. Um, right now, you're not doing that. In our case, and, I, and I've told people this um, in, in, a, in a positive way, as positive as I can, um, but I say, look, you need to be able to, if you can't read music, you need to be able to hear it. And in one rehearsal, you've got to be able to take five, six songs, learn a few parts here and there, and remember them for Sunday. Um, so, and you're, you're just not quite there. Um, so you know, if you want me to recommend somebody to work with, uh, if you, you, know, you want me to recommend some things to listen to, I'd be glad to do that. But you're just not there. That's what we need uh, because we have limited rehearsal time. Um, and so I think it's real important for, for those people's sake, uh, for your worship team's sake, and all the, the frustration that can result um, when there's people trying to move ahead and another person who, who just can't go there with you. Um, so that, that's, where, that's where skill comes in. It, it plays a role. Uh, and I had a, I had a, a mentor at, at uh, Lancaster Bible College in the music department, and he would sit there at the piano. No, can't touch him on the piano. But he would sit there and say, there's a reason nobody asked me to be on the volleyball team. Um, and and it's, it's a good thing to remember. Um, it, I think you understand what I'm saying. So then the question, what can I do to challenge and develop my singers if I'm a worship leader? What can I do if I'm a singer on a team? What can I do to challenge myself and, and the people I sing with? Uh, what can we do to, to be more dynamic, to kind of... Um, do more with our with our group and our and our vocal stuff uh, more than what we're doing now. What, what what's the path to that? Um, and my one word answer is do do some arranging arranging. Um, and it's not a it's not as scary a word. And you, know, you might sit there and say I'm not an arranger, um, but arranging is is little more than just making a plan of how you're going to sing a song. Um, that's all arranging is, and you can. I'll, I'm going to go through a couple of different ways um, to do arrangements, from the simple to, to the more complex. Try not to bore you. Try not to take too much time with anything that might not apply. But but arranging is just that side of worship planning that says, you know what, the Holy Spirit can speak to me on Tuesday. Um, the Holy Spirit can speak to me on Wednesday, a week and a half before the Sunday. Um, 
And, and it's, it's, the, it's the time to engage those creative muscles and say, what can we do with, with the people we have um, to just take, take that song out of, the, out of the rut that it's in? Um, because you know that the greatest things we do, uh, sometimes, if, when, when, once we do that greatest thing um, three, four, five, six times, it's not near as great as it was the first time. Um, that's why God made us creative beings. Um, that's why the command, the, the call is there to sing to the Lord a new song. It's because things just get old for us. I don't know why. It's probably part of the sin curse. Uh, that we just can't appreciate stuff as long as we should, but things get old for us, and they certainly get old for our congregation. Um, and so it's good to flex those creative muscles and do what we can. So arrange. Uh, nothing more than making a plan for how you will sing a song. It can be done beforehand. It doesn't have to be done on the spot. Um, that's a be- it's a beautiful thing when something hits you on the spot, but that's not the only time the Holy Spirit speaks. Um, and we, we, should, um, we should not feel that copying our favorite recording of a song is, is the only way that we can do it in church. Uh, fine if you do it that way, because it's a great way to learn some, some arranging from some really good arrangers. That's, it's a great way to learn it. Uh, but once, once you've caught some of those tools, put them to work for yourself. Put them to work in a way that reflects who you are and your worship team and your congregation. Um, so, you know, both, both and. Let's, let's try to use everything. There's no, no need to uh, exclude something like that. But yeah, I, I, I feel bad uh, when uh, I've had somebody come, come to my church, uh, a, a refugee from another worship team, who said, uh, who said I, I did this for a couple of years, but, but uh, I, my worship leader kept yelling at me because I wasn't playing these guitar parts like they recorded. Um, so, you know, we've Got to have some grace. Got to have some balance. That's all I'm saying. Uh, so as an individual, what are your basic options? What are the tools in your toolbox as an individual singer? What do you have? Sing the melody. It's a good tool. Sing harmony. Not. Not sing. That's a good tool. That's a good tool, just, just like uh, in the band. In the band, it's good for people to lay out here and there um, because when something goes away, it makes a bigger difference when it comes back in, right? So not singing is a tool that you have. Um, sing, uh, now, now what we're talking about, sing the melody, sing the harmony, that's kind of singing the main line of the song. So there's also the potential of singing uh, another layer, a, a different line, an alternate line, a desk can sometimes. Um, Who's an us? Not bad. Although I'm really hesitant about using worship team singers as background singers. If I ever have a, if there's ever a sound tech in the room and they're like, "How do you like the level of the background singers?" I'm, uh-uh, they are not background singers. I, I can't go there. Um, but who's an us are effective. They are a tool. Okay. So let's let's put that to work. We've been, we've done enough uh, sitting and staring. Um, Anybody know the song better is one day? Sorry. Come on up, ladies. Come on up, Christine. 
this one. I'm going to call for volunteers in a little bit. We're just going to do a little piece of this. Stand up if you need to stretch your legs. That's fine. We're not going to really do a song here, but just kind of a, a little exercise. On just the chorus of this song. In case you don't know it, here it comes. Let's start by all just the ladies singing down. and valleys it's very very simple stuff and uh, it, you can you can make it a lot less clunky than you guys can manage it. you make it a lot less clunky than what we did um, by taking a, taking a great moment and yelling over it which is not always recommended um, but just by doing some arranging uh, let, letting your letting your worship team do that um, although I try not to I try not to have my worship teams go like and they're looking at each other like, I, I, no. So I, I try not to. 
and try not to overarrange and have too have too much just living in their in their short term memory, uh, because I only trust them with what I myself could handle. Uh, not much. Uh, there are there are visual cues you could use on your screen to to change that up. Uh, and if you have a cheater screen at the back, your singers can work off of that too. So there's an idea, uh, or or some combination thereof. But I mean, there you have it. You take a you take eight bars of a song, and you know we we just introduced a whole new bunch of colors to it, um, which can work. So as a, so there there's um, some of the individual tools as a singer in your toolbox, things you can do. Um, and yeah, don't for, don't forget about not singing. Um, that can that can be really effective. Let your worship leader know, or maybe talk about that beforehand, so you don't think you walked away. But yeah, it's 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 great fun to, to hammer those things out. Uh, it's great fun to have a plan when you come into rehearsal. Sometimes it's great fun to make a plan when you're all in there together. One one idea generates another idea, and so on. Um, so cool. Any other any other vocal tools in your individual singer toolbox that, that you make use of? Before you move past that thing, I think from Inspire Worship, something that, and we were starting to do it, but I'm not sure we were following you too well, but something that they really pointed out was just because you can sing it um, loud and even in a good quality doesn't mean it has to be, especially if you're trying to blend. Um, I mean, maybe, you know, Better is one. I mean, maybe you can really belt it, but maybe that's just not the time, especially if you're with other people. And I, they just they kept pointing out, just because you can doesn't mean you have to. You know, just because you might have that range or or the ability to vocalize, you know, it depends. It, you you need to know with your worship leader what it is that's going to make the best worship experience for everybody. And so, you know, there's, there's so vocalizing, I guess, would be one of those things that. Happen, That's Kim's really nice way of saying, I said singing and I said not singing, but everything in between is dynamics. Yeah. We didn't talk about we didn't talk about dynamics. We we did it a little bit in a little demo, but but uh, yeah, dynamics absolutely. Another idea. Oh, it's there. Shucks. <laughs> um, I think I I was kind of going on the oh well okay my first thing was like if you can if you can do it different octaves. You know, just because you can sing it up high, and you know, and so sometimes um, that is another tool for how well you can blend, depending on what octave everybody's in. Um, but my question, I guess, my question is, how do we really create that um, idea that it is more of an experience than okay, we're starting at the beginning of the song and we're getting to the end? Um, I think some of that's preparation, because sometimes you might you might be on the worship team, or there might be somebody else on the worship team who's like, I just need to hang on till the end of this song. I just need to make it to the end. And there, there's not there's not a lot of engaging, you know, there's not a lot of mental emotional engaging you can do with the song if you can barely hang on. A lot a lot of my things, you know, this is definitely my my theology and my way of thinking about life. But there is all kinds of spiritual in the in the natural and the normal and the and the dirty, uh, and so what you know how do we how do we get to a, a more heartfelt experience in worshiping? And, and one of those ways, one of those little discipline ways, is just being ready and having it 
heaven living up here and living in here for when the time comes. Uh, that, that's one answer that I can think of off the top of my head. I think another one is, is definitely um, having, having some grace within that arrangement where, you know, let, let's make a plan. Let's go from here to here. If we get off the plan, it's okay. We didn't kill everybody's experience. Um, sometimes uh, a train wreck is, it brings, brings people together uh, more than anything else. And I've, I've had plenty. <laughs> I've had plenty. Um, Would you like to surprise rich experience in that risk you're taking too? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. somebody, my daughter, uh, she's a singer-actress, and she, one of the guys she went to school with, college with, came to stay with us a few months this year, and oh my God, like he was just amazing, adding some of this extra stuff in at the end, especially if you guys know the song Friend of God, I think it was that one. That he yeah. Did. And he added all this, man, put the top off of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you know it's great when, when you're on the worship team and there's that guy or that girl who, who can do that it's great to uh, uh, embrace that and not be like better and just you know just just be ready for anything to happen work, work the plan what, what I tell our singers you guys call me if it's false but what I, what I tell them our, our, our worship teams the plan is what we're going to do if, if we don't do something else <laughs> the plan is what we do if nothing changes, and it's it's good to it's good to you know know what might happen. Uh, you know if, if and yeah. You are good at preparation, and I mean maybe tonight we've been working through, and our church has just been doing all it can to work through the flood situation, all that. But and tonight came, and, and you know we just said let's go. But one of the things because I'm probably newest newest to our worship team like five years or something but is we we prep we prep 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 and then you said to me one sunday morning because we we practice wednesday night ryan's got it ready to go he knows how it wants it arranged we get there wednesday night we practice but sunday morning um we got a little bit of time before church and we do a little bit more prep and then i and then one morning i'm like i just i you know i don't know if it's sticking i just don't sure this is sticking and he said doesn't matter now now we go now we do it and we let the Lord take care of it. And yeah. I just love that now. Now there's this freedom, like, okay, we practice, 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 but Sunday morning when that service starts, now we worship. No studying allowed no on studying Sunday. No studying anymore during the music service. is gone. Yeah, and, and that is freedom. Now the Lord just takes over. Yeah. yeah, we do what we can. And if we didn't do everything we could before that time, we feel a little bit guilty and do a little bit better next time. But no studying on Sunday, no matter what. Um, yeah, it's just time to get our brains in another direction. So that's, Focus on Jesus. That's how we roll. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, okay, uh, some group toolbox. Some of these overlap. Uh, some group singing toolbox things. Um, we, we take these melody, harmony, individual ideas, and we coordinate them. Again, that's just called arranging. Um, you know... Another thing we can do is uh, let, let a song take shape. Um, step back from the song, and some of this has to happen. Not, not all of this can happen in your rehearsal. Some of this has to happen as you're listening to the song, and then as you're uh, working during the day, and the song's going through your head. And, and you, you may be the worship leader, you may be the chief arranger, you may be some, a singer. Um, 
if something something sticks in your mind, you should you should bring it and, and, and offer it as an idea, something something we could do. Um, but but a question I like to ask when when we're the worship team and we're together, I want to make sure everybody knows where the song's going. Where where's the high point? What what are, what are the points in between? Does the song have a shape that goes like this? Does it have a song that have a shape that goes like this? You know, it climbs back up. Um, you should have an idea. Again, we're not we're not talking about uh, graphing every point of the song, um, but we're talking about all having the same idea of the shape of a song. That'll that'll help us sing, and that applies to the people in your in your in your bands as much as it does to the singers. But everybody should have an idea. Um, sometimes the vocal shape can be different than the band shape. Sometimes our we'll have our band drop out, and I'll tell the singers now just because there's nothing happening underneath you. I want you guys to sing like the band's playing full, and that you know that gives a certain uh, sound. So the, these are all toolbox things, basically taking these melody, harmony, dynamic ideas, and putting them into the, sh- the shape, giving your song a shape. Um, you can uh, talked about it a little bit. Christine's over there now. Um, letting letting different people take the melody of different songs allows you to sing a, a wider melodic range, a uh, different range of keys, uh, give access to different people in your congregation who can, who can really sing out uh, at different times when, when, it, when it suits their voice. Um, so, you know, it, it might be as simple as just going down the line. You take the melody on this one, you take the melody on this one, and you guys hold off, uh, come in, sing in unison on the chorus, and the second chorus, let's go to parts. Um, it can, it can be that simple. I mean, it can be like, I mean, your, your whole map of the day can easily fit on a sheet. It, it doesn't have to be complicated. Um, and, and look for contrast, which, which is where that not singing and uh, the dynamics help. Try to, try to create some contrast in your song. You, you might have the best uh, singers, the best blend, the best intonation, but if you do that, you know, the whole time you're leading worship, all of a sudden you, you've devalued it because you, you, haven't, uh, you haven't contrasted it with anything else. So, shape, contrast, um, group arranging. Is that making sense? Okay. We're giving you some ideas? Okay, good. Thank you. Even if you just nodded to, so I don't break down, uh, I appreciate it. So let's um, let, let's just let's let's do another contrast song. Does anybody know the Brian Dirksen song "Holy God"? Come on up, Jason. Guys, any ladies know it?
The top two lines are the chorus, the bottom three lines are the verse. I heard absolutely nothing while ago about coming down in levels, which is all singing in one level. Oh, okay. Um, And this is just for listening. I didn't didn't put this one in the lyrics. Um, This is just for for listening. Holy, holy, holy God. Yeah, that. Mm-hmm. There are some... <laughs> There's one down there. Yeah, there, can I have one? Of... Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We'll sing the first chorus, which is those top two lines. We'll sing it twice, all unison, okay? Then we'll sing a verse, verse one, creating, commanding, transcending. This is a great song. I highly recommend it. Um, and then when we come back around... The warrior divine. We're going to hit the parts. Good. All right. All right. So let's do it. <laughs> Got a nice 55% unison chorus. Here we go. in your song and, and, and it builds energy so that when you build up to that and you wait you wait, we waited till that second chorus and boom that, that that's that chorus has a bigger bloom uh, than, than it would have otherwise had so again it, it was something we didn't do it was something we held off on doing 
that, uh, that gave it the effect. So very, very simple thing. We're working, we're working with really simple building blocks here. That drives me crazy, but you're 100% right. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels good in the end. It's worth waiting for. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you can stand it, build up to it, right? Oh, you know, that was some, I, I was going to say that uh, quite a while ago. Any, any one of these things um, can be a help. And if you're, if you're going to start making some changes, if you want to try doing any, any little bit of that, or, or adding something onto what you've already been doing, just take, just take one song out of your set and play around with it and spend a little extra rehearsal time. And don't, don't, try, to, don't try to transform your, you know, your Sunday in two weeks. You'll, you'll, you'll make everybody really sad. Uh, and, and frustrated, and it won't be it won't be any fun at all, and you'll never want to arrange anything again. Um, but just do, just do it in, in little steps. Uh, honest to goodness, uh, you know that 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 one song per set rule, I, I would apply to a lot of things. Not, not necessarily like a brand new song, but if you if you're going to take something and really kind of push the envelope, maybe you're going to do something video wise. Um, you're going to add something to a song. If you're going to take, if you're going to, you know, crank up one of your songs an extra notch, I would make sure the other ones, you know, you can kind of cruise through so you, so you have a little bit of balance to, to the effort that, and the time that people are able to put in. So there's that. Um, here's, here's another idea. Um, I've had a little fun with this. Because uh, right now, what are we doing? We're singing a verse in unison and a chorus in parts, and that's cool. And the, but those building blocks are kind of, you know, they're kind of large. And and, and uh, what what can we do beyond that? So here's one small example, um, not to uh, oh, wow. um, not to make it take too long. But come on up, we're going to do I am free. Um, did a couple things here. Did did it so that the the alto. This is something I arranged for our worship choir. Um, and I think it was actually to our advantage that we don't have a lot of readers in our, in our choir because they just kind of, they learn their parts by ear. And this one has a, has a flipping around melody. It's jumping from part to part. Um, but it's one that our congregation knows so well it didn't matter. Uh, they were going to be singing the melody anyway, but I just wanted to build the vocal parts around it in a little bit different way. So this is, this is I Am Free. We'll just... Say just just listen to this and see you know just see if you can hear the melody tracking and see if see if you find anything of interest or if it's not that great. That's all right. Um, I really enjoy this. One. You guys remember what to do? We'll do it a couple times till seven. Here we go. Phrases within the verse, 
um, just to build, build some shape. So, so we've built some shape in the song, then there's little ways to build shape within the verse. Same idea, just applying it to different pieces of the song. Make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Question. Yeah. How much do you expect the congregation to follow the parts? Very little. <laughs> okay, so we're, a, we're definitely a melody singing congregation. And I know there's definitely a lot of uh, Mennonite churches mentioned, in, and, and am I right in assuming that you guys still do a lot more part singing? Okay. Um, no? Uh, there's, there's one yes. Anybody else? Or, the hymns? The Not so much. That's a good question. What, what is the, what is the meaning of, or, or what, is, what, what is the reason uh, and I would definitely say it's more of a, the vocal harmony is more structural. It, it's more about defining the shape of the song, helping, helping build energy through it, than, than giving the people some parts to sing. Although, you know what, I mean, they're in there, and now th those are a little more complicated with some suspensions and stuff. Um, they're, not, they're not crazy complicated, but they're not too easy to pick up maybe on the first or second time through. Uh, and we don't do a ton of that, but... It, but but that was just one that I could think of where I thought, okay, what, where's one that we messed around within a piece of the song? So, does that answer your question? It does sort of, and it's more of a performance maybe. Than, uh, in other words, our congregation, we try to, I mean, everybody likes to be able to sing the parts. Okay. And you can't just put chord pen uh, sheets on the PowerPoints right. of these new songs. And so we sort of do the traditional soprano, alto, tenor, bass thing to try to get the congregation on board. Mm -hmm. Or like this, I'd love to hear this, uh, but then our sound tech's got to turn it up so you can hear the blend voice. I don't know, I'm just I'm um, the first time just trying to learn how to That's a good call. That's not a challenge we have because we're, we're a lot more of a melody singing congregation. So in my mind, I write that stuff su to support the melody. Congregation resists just the melody. Um, boy, I, you know what? If but if they're that if they're that consistently singing parts, you could probably push that direction. And if you did it enough times, they'd catch that, or they'd do something else, which is fine too. But we didn't because I didn't change any of those chords. You just just kind of I, I just wove the vocal parts a little closer together. Keeping the melody in the middle. If your tech was pumping then more melody instead of instead of the parts pumping more yes. melody, then that bigger melody is going to help mm -hmm. the congregation blend blend more with with the rest. Right? And that, that's an excellent call. It may it may not help you in your situation, but in a situation especially like that where the melody is a little buried in the middle, always loaded up with two maybe three singers as opposed to one on, on the other parts. Can you guys do it again and mix yourselves so that the melody is out front? Mm -hmm. It's our responsibility to do that, I think, lots of times. I'll say to the sound tech, hey, I'm on lead for this, because we do switch around to our gifts, you know. For We serve the song where, where it serves the song best, you know. So, But I, I think Ryan encourages us to take responsibility for that, you know. Does that make sense? I think, too, when we don't have, when it's not, um, I don't know how to say this, there's some songs that we've done where it's been like this, and then there's others that we've done that it's just been in two parts. If it's a, if the if the women aren't singing melody, basically, 
then all the women are singing the same harmony so that there's a chance for the ladies out there to get it. Does that make sense? If the guys are on melody, then we're all singing the same thing so that they have yeah. a chance to catch all For the reason of teaching them a new part. Mm -hmm. exactly. So sometimes we do yeah. that too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you can even, you know, the praise leader can even, you know, say, we're going to do this a little different this time. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And sure. Yeah. And if they say, no, don't do that, then you know. <laughs> and we're like, well, it'll be over in two and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold your ears. Kim, Kim and Christine, you guys are both singing basically the melody. All right, I turned my mic off, so let's see if we can do a better blending job here. Kick the melody out. Ready? Now, unfortunately, that probably still wouldn't help you, but, uh, I, well, it could, because if, if, if you can somehow lay it out as a way to just learn some different harmonies. We're pretty reality-driven, so if we're doing something like that, if I'm leading, I will say, hey, ladies, stick with me. We're doing this, you know, stick with me, and let's work this together this morning and see, you know, we're pretty real like that. We don't, we're not disrespectful to the irreverence of the moment. We don't lose sight of that. But um, but we're pretty real about, you know, we're in this together, and this is what we're going to try today. So... It's yeah, I really believe that's one of those times when you when you do want to try to listen to the voice of God, uh, to know when to push it a little bit, when when to push the people, say just hang in there with us, and other times to say you know what everybody just dump that, let's sing the melody, let's make sure everybody's coming along. Uh, it's just a, it's just watching what's going on, sensing, because uh, sometimes there's there's no there's no way to predict what's going to be right. Sometimes you just have to. Go with what you feel God is telling you to do. Yeah. I think in the, in the setting for Leanne here too, with the church excited about singing parts, and you have a a, a new song or a uh, yeah a new song that would be similar to what you're saying here, and you go through it with the the melody line, they're bursting in the scene to try to, to sing a part, and you start adding that into it. They're gonna they're gonna pick up on that pretty quickly. And I think I think you can make a, a wonderful experience out of that song, out of that song, or any other new song, and just continue to allow them to push themselves out and, and sing those parts. That's it's it for that for that church setting. I, I, mean, I love to hear part singing in, in a full, I mean, a, a larger setting just like that, and letting that opportunity arise over and over again. Yeah, I, th I think our contemporary, uh, the people in our contemporary service, they, they love a little change. They really do. And um, you know, traditional service, maybe not. <laughs> We've established trust, trust as leaders, too. You know, they, they trust us. We're there, we're there because we have a gift and we want to serve. And over time and over experience, they trust us to and get, help them engage like that. You know, so that, the, the trust and the leadership proven leadership goes a long way with something like that.
To- totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, that we, we want to do these, these fun things, these pushing the envelope things as a way of serving the congregation. Because people can smell from a mile away if you're doing it for your own uh, glory. Yeah. Um, and that's not a, not a good thing. Um, Leanne, uh, I, I don't know, I'm still, I'm still trying to think of a way to, to make this something that they would grab onto. Um, even if it's just kind of in a fun way of saying, hey, you altos always in bondage to singing harmony. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, always, always being stepped on by the sopranos. You, you, know, you, you know what I mean. Uh, just just giving, giving them a chance to, to sing the melody. Um, in my mind, that would, that would resonate with them. I mean, again, I don't know how much you want to talk about the mechanical parts of it uh, when, when you're leading worship, but I mean, in another sense, we're, we're a family at a meal, so um, everything is legal in moderation. Remember what he said too about doing that for one song in the set, you know, for trying that and gaining their trust with that and, you know, not upsetting everyone for the whole Sunday. It's a good question, good challenge. Anybody else? I just had a question about when you were saying that earlier um, that you try to get people to follow you, but uh, when you all start singing, are they going to be able to pick you out? I'll put I'll put my voice forward for that, and the, and the so team you will be louder, right? Right, and we your tech is really important, but I have a little bit of responsibility with that too. And and doing what you do in a way that your tech can trust you. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get there a little later. Keep staying with it. Okay. Can't do it in a way that you can trust your tech then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. No, exactly. If you know, if I, I have to, I have to do it in a way. You know, if I ask my tech, well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there because there's there's some things I definitely want to want to mention about that. Big. Are you going to push me in the tech direction too? Or no. Ask him again. Ask him again. All I was going to say is, hate is a strong word, but I kind of hate that song. And this arrangement, makes, this arrangement makes me weak. It's awesome. I love it. See, no, see, yeah. So, holy cow, that was awesome. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Yeah, no, I have copies of that for seven fifty for sale. Yeah. That's awesome. No, actually, I. Uh, I have your emails if, if, if you want a PDF of that. It's yours. Okay, so let's... And, and great, great transition. Well, we'll get there. Okay, some resources. You're pro- you, may, you may or you may, there may not be anybody in your church who has the ability to sit down and, and uh, make, make an arrangement. Uh, do something new with a song. Um, may, maybe you're doing all your own. Um, all that is to set up to say there, there are some good resources out there. Uh, two of my favorites, praisecharts.com, wordmusicnow.com. Both of them um, do a much better job than, than the publishing houses of more years ago. That, uh, that when, it's like whenever, whenever they were going to take a worship song and give it parts, all of a sudden it became unrecognizable. All the rhythms changed. Uh, yes. Say it again. 
praisecharts.com. Praise chart. Charts. charts, yes. Wordmusicnow.com. You could, if you go to Praise Charts, that's uh, that's definitely my number one favorite. And now, actually, Word Music Now, you can access all the Word Music Now material through Praise Charts. With Praise Charts, there's also a visual uh, component to that site, and there's a whole other component called WorshipTraining.com, where for a member, anyway, it, there's some great training stuff. If you check it out, you'll see all the details. You can get there for, at PraiseCharts.com and see everything else. Um, definitely a place where you can spend some time. So there's some places where for for five ninety five you can buy a, buy a song. You'll get it in two keys. You'll get a condensed um, vocal and lead sheet that's usually a page or two um, with some vocal parts right on it and some good arranging cues. So it's kind of a prepackaged piece, and and they're taste they're pretty tastefully done. Oftentimes done to match a recording. Uh, but they're pretty accessible. So that's a way you can start. Say, you know what, we're not, we maybe can't do this from scratch, but let's, let's buy a couple and get our feet wet that way. Um, there's Song Select. Any Song Select subscribers? Does anybody use the, uh, the premium and the, the hymn sheets and stuff where your people can like log in and listen to the parts? Okay, so you're familiar with that. Anybody not familiar with that? So, song Select is something where you can, um, for... For the price of either like $140 a year or $200 a year, um, there are some enhanced things to the, basically the whole CCLI library. Um, no, that's not really true. They don't all have these things. But the most popular, like the top 100, um, they'll, give, they'll, they'll provide a, a hymn sheet where it's basically like a worship song if you were to find it in a hymnal. Um, two, two staffs, right? Staves. Um, Women on the top, men on the bottom, that whole bit. And a little a little browser-based player where you can like turn up the tenor and turn down the other parts so that you can really kind of get in and, and find out what that part's doing. So it's kind of a, a reading and ear training way of, of learning some parts for songs. It's a good tool. I we, we don't use that at Mannheim just because I'm I'm not as crazy about the arrangements. Um, but I'll, and also because I had more fun doing some of this stuff. So but, but I don't, I don't want to slam it because I know there's a lot of people who use it. You can do those songs in any key also. Um, print them out in any key, transpose. Daryl. Just a quick question, too. For those who, for what is someone who doesn't read music in your, your choir or your um, worship team? We're getting there. I don't read music. Okay. Right. We <laughs> Barely. Like a fourth grade level. All right. We, we, teach by, we teach by repetition, um, and I would say two-thirds of our people are learning stuff by ear, probably, I, and I, I really work hard. And, and the main reason, you know, now I'm kind of working to the next thing, which is a, is a piece of software called Sibelius, um, and again, just, just a minute on this, because I know this, this may not be worthwhile for some of you guys. However, you may know a piano player in your church. Uh, you may know a, a music student, even a high schooler. Um, there are a lot of schools where they're, they're learning some of the stuff that you could um, possibly put this to use. Um, so Sibelius, you guys can sit down. Sibelius is a piece of software um, available in, in a light version for $100 up to $300. That 
normally like $500, but your, your church as a religious institution can get it for like $300. Um, and it, it really is that powerful. Um, then it looks like that. And so I'll just show you on a different slant um, what Sibelius does. In this case, I used it to, uh, a lot of times I use it to change the key of a song if we don't, you know, if we don't have it available or if we've done an arrangement um, and Christine's going to lead it, I'll go in there and drop it down. It's really easy to do. It's, uh, it's a great way. And the reason I put these in writing, even though two-thirds of our people learn it by ear, is just so that we're, we're all learning the same arrangement from week to week, month to month. Um, so it's just a way of, of archiving it. And, and for, a, for a guest person who comes in who does read, um, they can get right on top of it really easy. So if you, know, if, if you have a way of pulling it off, it can really be helpful. Here's something. Uh, oh, and here's another really nice thing about Sibelius, which is um, it'll play it for you. I, I am not a piano player. I, I, I can't even fake it. Um, but I can do this. Because I don't have to sit down at the piano and see if it works. I just let Sibelius play it for me. And so I'm, I'm, not a great, I'm not a great arranger, but I know when something sounds bad. So I stop and I change it until it sounds better. Um, so there, this, this may not be as far out of reach as it might look on, the, on first glance. Um, so here, here what I did, uh, another song... That hopefully nobody hates because it's written by the guy who wrote I Am Free. Um, <laughs> great song. Um, so I, I wanted to write a, write a cello part. We have, we have a cello player. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. It's got a nice line. You guys know that song? I'm like, let's use the cello to play that. So here's, here's what's going to come out, uh, a, a metronome just keeping the tempo, and I'll play the accompaniment, and then I'll listen to see if I wrote a good cello part. Um, and so this is, this is how it would come out. You guys hear that? Oh, God. 
finished that to where you could actually put it on screen and let your people sing along. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, another thing, this, you know, we're getting out of the vocal world a little bit, um, but something I like to do every now and then when there's a solo instrument there is uh, stop all the singers and instrumental, you know, instrumental chorus where you would expect to sing one. Um, again, you're just you're just delaying, you're just stretching the rubber band a little bit, so the next time we get to come around and actually sing it, there's there's just more more energy, more anticipation there. A um, lot of lot of fun possibilities there. Um, and look, when I write a cello part, I, I pull up the menu. I want okay. Well, here I'll show you. I want to make a new instrument. I'm going to use a a lute. No, I'm not. Um, okay, well, let's, let's add a violin into that. Add to score. Um, and I want to move it up above the, vi- the cello. Uh, okay, there it is. Boom! Now it's in there. It's already, it's already got the right clef. Um, and look, when I want, I mean, uh, you got a keypad here. You don't even need to play a piano, but if you're a piano player, it's real easy to put stuff in. Uh, I'm going to make a quarter note. And and then I'm going to type a B. A, G. So you can do this. And if you do it too high or too low, the note turns red. You don't have to be an arranger. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, uh, so it's, it's very accessible. It's, it's easy software, but it's hugely powerful. I mean, people, they're, they're world-renowned composers using the same software. So it's... It's, uh, it's got some really cool stuff. And, and that, I mean, that's how I sit in my office and I write parts. It's, it's not rocket science. So you can do this. Um, and and uh, so if you've, got, you know, if you've got an instrument, great, use them. Think of a, think of a different way to use it. So, okay, and now we, the, the question, what if people don't read music? And I don't have the time just to uh, make my own arrangements of these songs for archival purposes. Good question. Um, here is a piece of free software for Windows or Mac. It's called Reaper. Um, Reaper.com. And if you really like it, you should, you should pay the $40 and buy a license uh, and not, not lie and say you're still trying it out. <laughs> but instead, buy a license. Uh, for what you get, it's, a, it's, a, it's already a steal anyway. Um, but so here we're going to do a little demo. So who knows unashamed love? Okay, because here's what we're going to do. Instead of writing it down, we're going to spend a couple of minutes and make something that you can email to people to listen to. Okay, does anybody do this? Does anybody make little scratch recordings for their singers? Okay, well I know a couple of you said you're a guitar a, a guitar playing worship leader. Um, so. If you, I mean, you got, you got to have a, a computer that can handle the software, but it doesn't need to be a monster. Um, and it helps if it has a microphone on it, or you can, you can buy a microphone that plugs into your USB port for 50 bucks. Um, and you've got, a, you've got a little studio that you can, you want to teach your people a, a new arrangement, you don't feel like messing with, with the notes and, and the staff, you can do it this way. So um, it's, it's literally this easy, okay? Here's a here's a uh, a track, okay? We arm the track, and again, you can have this for free. You can download this full software. It can look exactly on your computer like this. 
So we made a track by doing, you know, file, oops, maybe not, there it is. Insert new track, that's what we did, okay? I've told it, I've told it to look for an audio signal on the built-in microphone, so we're not doing anything special here. Um, so there it is, it hears me. Okay, so then we're gonna hit the record button. For better or worse, here it goes. Did that we just did a melody and a simple accompaniment. It's okay, it'll work. People can learn apart from it. Dave, you're gonna come up next and add a tenor to this. person uh, on the bus or walking down the sidewalk, they have their headphones on and they're singing along and you don't know what they're listening to, that's what Dave's going to sound like, okay? Because if the microphone hears the speaker, you know what happens when a microphone hears a speaker. So we'll put him on headphones and we just need to let Dave do his job here, all right? You ready, Dave? Tell me if you can hear yourself. How about now? Yeah. Yeah. Is it too loud? That's no. got a delay on it. It does. That's not good. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, you know what? We're not going to turn the monitoring. We don't need the monitoring. Um, you'll, you'll just hear the track. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to unarm this track. We're going to make a new track. This is Dave. <laughs> it's me up. All right. Okay. Go to work, Dave. Yep. And then we're looking for an alto. You're calling me to lay aside the worries of my day. To quiet down my busy mind and find a hiding place. Worthy. Skip to the chorus. <laughs> of a childlike faith, of my honest praise, 
of my unashamed love, of a holy life, of my sacrifice, of my unashamed love. All right, All right. I, we need a new alto, somebody who hasn't stood up yet tonight. Who's going to do it? Need an alto or a tenor singing really high? Any altos? Come on, it's fun. It's really fun. It's a lot of fun. No one? Yeah, why don't you both do it? That'd be a little easier. You know it? You want to give it a try? All right. All right. Well, I, I know you. Anybody over here? Did I miss anybody? Sorry, I thought I, I thought I picked an old enough song that we might have a broader thing. So I didn't want to keep calling on the Mannheim people, but I just want to throw an alto in here. So without taking a lot more time, Christine, come on. Not gonna happen. All right, Christine. Thank you. Okay, so all we did, we made another track. We armed it, so that's the one that we're recording. The, the microphone's right here. Um, this is, again, this is pretty cheap and pretty simple. Um, trying to keep it simple. So here we go. Now we're just going to hit the record button. good it sounded okay so how long how long did that take that took five minutes um but you've got something that you're um say you round up a couple people maybe before maybe on a saturday morning or sometime before you know the week before um you do that you run through it you do a real simple version just to get the puzzle pieces together we're just building we're just using building blocks here but when we come out the other end Of a childlike faith, of my honest praise. 
you, you notice a little delay. But you see, a couple times through that, you kind of balance it out, and then you know, spend a little time with it. You learn how to put a little reverb on the track. It's all inside the software, um, and there and there you have something your people can practice with, and nobody has to write a note. Okay, you can just do what you're used to doing, but be a little creative with it and uh, learn how to use it. So. I really hope that's something you might be able to take advantage of because it, it's, it's really as accessible as it's ever been. Some mic technique. Well, let's, you probably know that. Don't cover the mic with your hand. <laughs> don't, cover, don't cover that windscreen part. Your, your sound tech won't like you and it'll be impossible to make your voice sound good. Um, so just hold it down below. Uh, sing across the top of it so you don't pop your peas. Okay, you probably all experienced that. Question. A good rule for distance is three fingers. Three that's, fingers. That's a good general rule for distance. All right, good. So, three fingers. And then and you take your hand away. The other, the other thing <laughs> other people like to do is the abdominal grip, which is down here. <laughs> the abdominal uh, grip. That's not acceptable either. No oh. abdominal grip. <laughs> I, never, I never heard that before. I thought I would mention that, but it doesn't, doesn't work very well for a picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, the, 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 the three-finger rule is good, which is like two inches. And, you know, we talked about uh, a leader. Sometimes as a leader, you might need to sing here. You might want to sing here or even, you know, a fourth finger so that you can talk here. That's, that's, what, I, that's what I end up doing a lot. So that, you know, you, you don't, you're not asking your sound tech to try to ride every time you, you, he thinks you might say something, or she. Um, so that, that consistent, all of this is about consistency, so your sound tech can trust you, because your sound tech is not going to turn you up if he's afraid of you spiking through the system, or, or, even, or even not doing something damaging to the system, but just all of a sudden sticking out, because who do people look at when a person's sticking out? They don't blame the singer. They blame the sound techs. So these, these are wounded people. Okay. <laughs> so we, what we can do is be is be consistent for them because they get blamed for a lot. Um, probably a lot of you use floor monitors. Okay. Learn learn to expect a bare minimum in your floor monitor. Learn not to expect your monitor mix to sound good. It shouldn't sound good like you're sitting out there. If that's the case, there's too much mush and too much noise and too much volume coming out of it. Um, so as a singer, another one of the sacrifices you make is, uh, and it's a serving thing, it's you're keeping, you're keeping the sound and the noise level up here as clean and low as possible. You're only hearing just what you need. Just enough of yourself and the other singers at a nice kind of common level, so you blend yourselves. And just enough piano for pitch reference, um, and maybe maybe something uh, if you have a microphone on any part of your drum set if you can't hear it otherwise. If your drums live in a cage like ours, uh, mm -hmm. a microphone can help a little bit. Um, so that's that's the tech thing really squeezed together. And then uh, and then there are some uh, just a couple of little toolbox things to remember about vocal blending. Okay, things that affect uh, your vocal blend. The volume at which you sing. If you're a Dave, you got to hold back to blend with everybody else. Okay, your vibrato. If you have a vibrato like this, you've got to you've got to tame it. Okay, um, 
And, and another thing of arranging might even be when we're going to sing without any vibrato and when we're going to add it, because that, that, again, is another layer of intensity. Um, and just the intensity of your voice, how operatic is your voice versus how much, of a, how much more of a pop style you have. Okay, you want to kind of bring that together. You don't want to take this person to make them feel like an outsider and say, you have to sound like this. Let's just, let's just be who we are and kind of meet in the middle. That, that's, that's, where, that's where I try to live. And, and every worship team, in, in our sense, situation can be different um, with the, the, the group of people. So we just try to meet in the middle wherever we are, and it's an it's a in-the-moment kind of blend that we're always going after. Ed, edge and grit you know, would be this side of the spectrum, and the operatic quality uh, would be on this side of the spectrum, and wherever you are, let's, let's come together. Okay? Let's make a blend with, with whoever we are. And then other style things like scooping, and ad-libbing. All those are things that when you sing in a group, you have to tone them down. You just have to dial them back, except for those times when you're allowed to go get it. Um, um, and then it's usually one person doing that with, with the other people kind of hold, holding it down. Um, but, but again, we're, we're making compromises. We're, we're, pulling, we're pulling towards the middle of whatever our group average is in all those areas to make a better blend. Um, that's how, that's how we support the melody. That's how we support the song. Uh, so that was, a, that was really quick and dirty at the end. And something Dave, Dave has mentioned, uh, I've seen it demonstrated, and every once in a while we do it. Um, part of your vocal practice should always be off the mic, because um, that, that definitely is a, is a, a layer of complication um, that you want to be able to keep out of, the, out of your circumstances for part of your rehearsal at least. So spend some time, even if it's not singing all your songs, even if it's a part of one song, you want to establish that blend so you all hear in your ears what it can sound like and then you have kind of a target of what your mon- you want your monitor sound like. Um, that's, that's, a, that's a thing that can really be helpful. And so to end, um, we're going to make one big circle. Actually, let's, let's just circle around this section of pews right here. Let's all stand up and kind of make a an oddly shaped circle. And we're just going to sing the doxology. Let's sing it two times through. And let's just, let's, let's just listen to each other as we shape it. For listening to this edition of the Lanco Worship Link Training. Join us each month as we get together to inspire, 
connect and equip local worship teams. Find out when the next event is at lancoworshiplink.blogspot.com. And as always, stay linked.